What's going on, everybody? This is Sports DNA. Before I get into it, I want to thank my family members, my friends, and my listeners for listening in on my podcast. I appreciate it. It's well appreciated. Let's get into it. Let's get in. The first subject is going to be about the early leaders in the NBA All-Star voting. I'm just going to give you, you know, top five in each conference and each position, front court and guards. But let's get into it. In the Eastern Conference, the top five. Number one, Agandis out of the Kumpo. Number two, LeBron James. Three, Joel Embiid. Christus Porzingis, four. And Kevin Love at five. For the guards in the Eastern Conference, Kyrie Irving at one with 800,000. 802,834 votes. DeMar Rosen at the two. Victor Oladipo, three. Ben Simmons, four. I didn't know he was a guard, guys. He's 6'10", 260 easily. And he's he's a guard. He's, he's seen as a guard. Are you serious? He can play the small forward if he wants to. But I guess because he plays the point guard. He's a guard. John Wall, five. And that is it for the Eastern Conference top five. Uh, let's get into the Western Conference top five, of course, on the front court. Of course, Kevin Durant is number one. Number two, Anthony Davis. Number three, Demarcus Cousins. Four, Jeremiah Green. Five, Paul George. Um, it's going to intertwine between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and that fifth and sixth because Kawhi Leonard's six. But, you know, we'll see as it goes on, as the votes keep adding up. Um, Stephen Curry for the guards at the one. James Harden, two. Russell Westbrook, three. Klay Thompson, top four. Top five. He's at the four. And Manu Ginobili getting that support from Texas. Uh, I'm, I bet he's pretty proud, but he, he's shattering Chris Paul right now by over 100,000. That's some change, so... We're just going to have to see. I'm excited for the All-Star game this year. And I cannot wait, you know, to you know, see the atmosphere. But it's going to be in Los Angeles. And there is no stars besides, I guess, Lonzo Ball since he's in the top 10 All-Star votings. But, and Kyle Kuzma is also in the front court top 10, which is surprising as also. But, you know, I'm happy for those guys even getting votes this early. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're excited and they're happy. And Lonzo Ball's like, he hasn't been playing these last games. He's still getting votes. Maybe it's because of the big baller brand in his dad's mouth. But, you know, it's a different topic for a different time. The Rockets have lost to the Warriors on Thursday night with the Rockets missing an important piece on their team in James Harden. Chris Paul and the supporting cast were not enough to overcome the defending champs the Warriors. Curry scored 29 points. Clay had 28. And the Warriors pulled away late in the fourth quarter from 124 to 114. Jeremiah Green added a triple double with 17 points, 14 rebounds. And also, so he had. Let's see. Really let's see what he had. Some stupid commercials. And 10 assists to become the franchise career leader in triple-doubles with 21. It was his second this season to move him past Tom Gola. The Warriors extended their road-winning 
streak to nine games and have won the NBA's best 16 road games this season. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it's the Warriors, though. I mean, even though they may have ups and downs with players staying healthy on their team, they still find a way to win these games. Um, let's get to the... Okay. And then also, another recap of the game. Um, Rockets also got 30 points from Eric Gordon and Jer. Jared Green coming off the bench. He scored 29 points to tie a career high with eight three-pointers as he played the second game without Harden. Should they, you know, also should they sign Jared Green? Of course they should sign that man. Give that man an opportunity. This man's been playing his heart out these last couple games. And of course he has to because he has to prove that he's you know he can play in the NBA and he has. He can play defense. He's still athletic. And he can still play defense. And they can use that on this Rockets team since James Harden been out. But also another recap of the game. The Warriors were short also of a Kevin Durant. And it was still a close game. It was a close game throughout the whole game. And, uh, you know, it was a good game. (laughs) But let's get on to the next piece of news. John Gruden has a $100 million deal to be the Raiders coach. It's been reportedly said... He's he's getting, you know, a 10-year, 100 million, you know, dollar contract. So he's expected to be the, you know, Raiders' new head coach. He was reportedly said on Tuesday. Um, you know, I did some research. You know, he coached the Raiders from you know 1998 to 2001, and he leaves the broadcasting booth to return to Oakland to replace Jack Del Rio who was fired after the team's final game of 2017 and his first run as a head coach from 1998 to 2008. Uh, Gruden went to, you know, 95 and 81 and led Tampa uh, to the Super Bowl in 2002. And, you know, he inherits the Raiders team that finishes 6 and 10 in 2017 after posting a 12 and 4 mark in 2016. The question is, does he deserve, you know, this contract after being out of the league for a while? He, I mean, he was still broadcasting, but he wasn't coaching. But I guess, does he deserve this much money already? Does he need to prove his paint? Does he need to prove that he can coach in this league? Give him a four-year contract, 50, 40 million, but they just straight went into it. And, you know, they straight invested into this man 10 years hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. I just hope that he's worth, you know, what they're paying him. That's all I'm saying. Is he worth it? If you have any questions about that, you know, hit my Facebook up, Sports DNA 13. Or you can hit me on Twitter, Sports DNA 13. Um, you know, I'm open for, you know, fans and listeners for ideas. So, hit me up. All right, next piece of news. Lamar Jackson is leaving Louisville to declare for the NFL draft. Jackson will leave Louisville as the best player statistically in school history. He sets the program records for total offense, 13,175 yards, and total touchdowns, 119, and became the first player in college football history to throw for 3,000 yards, and rush for a thousand yards in consecutive seasons. He also sets the school records for rushing and rushing touchdowns despite playing quarterback. 
that's just a remarkable thing to see. You can obviously see that the guy is athletic, and he also has a cannon on him. But he has shown inconsistency with his decision making. So, you know, that's why I was, you know, hesitant to be happy about him entering the draft this year. Maybe he needs another year to develop um, his quarterback, you know, IQ. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's, I understand. Maybe he needs to uh, get the money now. And I don't blame him because they don't pay college players. And that's been a debate going around for a couple years now. But, I mean, they should. I mean, these kids are spending thousands and thousands of hours, you know, playing football, getting an education at the same time. And they're not getting anything for it besides education. Education is important. And I prefer all college students to go all four years to get some type of degree. But at the same time, you can still get it later. So I'm not tripping about that. But as a sophomore in 2016, Jackson won his first Heisman Trophy. That's crazy. Let's get into the next piece of news. Can the Falcons contain Todd Gurley? That is the formula to beat the Rams. The Atlanta Falcons are likely to have to rely on their defense as the outset of the postseason. With its attack regressing to the middle of the pack, Atlanta leans on the defense that finished top 10 in scoring and total yards for the first time since 1998 to clinch the final spot in the NFC. Yet the challenge facing the Falcons on Saturday is one larger than a matter of identity or balance. The Los Angeles Rams are NFL's top scoring outfit at 29.9 per game, avoiding a shout out and beating them in the first night game at the Coliseum since their return to the city's last season, accomplishing something a few others have done this season, which is slowing Todd Gurley down. You have a most likely chance of beating the Rams, which has shown they're a proven team in the NFL. They have shown that they're proven you know, that they can possibly, you know, get to the championship if they play well. But there's a lot of teams they have to go through. But, you know, it's a different topic for a different time. The Rams are 6-0 and this season when the third-year running back has more than 100 yards rushing. But he also has raised his game to an MVP caliber season by proving himself as a dynamic receiving threat. Leading the team in reception, 64, and finishing first in the league with 2,093 yards. That is the key to stopping this Rams team. Um, you got to stop Todd Gurley. And, you know, you got to rely on your defense. Hopefully you can stop him. And, uh, I mean, obviously Atlanta Falcons have a good offense. They have weapons all around. We just have to figure out if their defense going to show up this game or they're not. It's simple. Are they going to show up or not? Because I know those offensive pieces on the are going to show up. And I know Todd Gurley is going to show up. He's a threat. Rushing and passing. So you can pass it to the man or he can rush. And that's, you know, to have that, you know, adversity on your team and that versatility on your team is great to have at the, you know, at that position. So that's all I have for you guys. This is Sports DNA. 
I want to thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. And have a good day and good night.